Hello, this is Siri, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Not Real Art. I live for this shit because it's totally lit. Not Real Art, the podcast with Man One. Not Real Art with Sourdough in the house. Yummy. You are? Yeah. Ah, getting getting used to this. It's good, right? Yeah, Is it good. Yeah, it's good. You set up. It's almost. You know what I feel like? Hmm. You ever watched old school days? The pyramid game. What was it called? Oh, right. Yes, you the look like you're on the pyramid with your hands on your yeah. knees. Yeah. And I'm waiting for you to tell me like orange, <laughs> round, basketball. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> So many of our listeners don't have a clue have what no we're talking, idea about, what we're right talking about. No idea. They're like, wait, that had that's like old. And we're it's like Dick Clark, dude. Dick Clark Productions. Dick Clark. He's uh, the best. Dead now. Yeah, but he was lived, the best. He lives on on uh what is it now? YouTube forever? Yeah, right. You can look up was it called the Pyramid Game or the Pyramid? It was like uh the no, the the ten thousand dollar pyramid the 10, or something. The, That's right. Or the twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. It was yeah, something like something that. like the ten thousand. I don't know. But that yeah, it was the yeah, because ten thousand was a lot back then. Right, seventies. The hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Right, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's the seventies, man. <laughs> it was something the pyramid. <laughs> but they had that game, and then there was the Hollywood Squares. Yeah, yeah. Right, of course. The Joker's wild. Oh, jeez. And what was the one with the couples? Like when the when they would ask the wives questions and they would have to answer what their husband would say and then they oh. would write them on the cards and then you know they would always get them wrong and the or the husbands would get yeah, the answers get wrong pissed off and they'd get all yeah. mad what was that show that was um that's a good one i don't remember what that one was called they didn't they but i know exactly what you're talking exposing about exposing their ignorance yeah. of their uh of their yeah. spouses and partners yeah yeah what was that that was a really good one that was <laughs> And then the one where the three people were asking, or no, the woman or the guy behind the screen were asking questions of the three oh, like other people. The, it was oh, like a blind date kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That was- uh, See, we don't know any of this no, shit. The dating game. The dating game. Right. Yeah. Right. That was the dating game. Dating game. And then, of course, that all that sort of led to love connection. I'll be back in two and two. Uh, two and two. <laughs> two and two. What was the one where there was like six people, six like celebrities on stage, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then there was two people that were playing the game, and they would like the guy would 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 read the host would read this like a uh, sentence, and so and so blankety blank, and then like all the celebrities would write their blankety blank statement or whatever. Well, that's Hollywood Squares. No, 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 not that one. It, they were like. They weren't up on the thing. It okay. Was, okay. And there was six of and it was always like super like edgy yeah. kind of comments and stuff. And okay. they had they had uh they had what's that guy's name? The freaking oh this guy was hilarious. Riley Oh, what was his name? Right Riley C oh God. Come on. You don't know this guy? I no, you got me on this one. I don't I mean it's weird because I kind of remember a game where people would fill in the blanks like that. Yeah. But I don't like I, I don't remember the setup. That yeah. you're like the stage the, as you're describing it. Yeah, they were on stage and it was just like six, I think it was six of them, like like two rows, like three and three. 
Right. And, and they would get up sometimes and like tear up each other's yes, paper. Yes, yes, yes. No, okay, I'm remembering all of and, that now, but I and, don't remember the name of it. And they would just, and, and, and if you matched their answer, you'd get a point or whatever. Okay. That was hilarious. That, whatever that show was called. Well, we're still not remembering the one with the couples. Right. <laughs> what was that name? I don't know what that game was. But, uh, you know, those were, I mean, I grew up on that shit. You know? That was like 70s. You and me both. Growing up on all that stuff and, you know, shit like Family Feud. Like, that That was like old. I mean, that was. That was later. That was later. Richard Dawson. You know, so you had Match Game. That's the one you're talking about, I think. Match Game, isn't it? There was uh, the Newlywed Game was oh, the, the newly, one. That's, what that's talking the about. one the I was game. like thinking about. Right, 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 right. That's right. The $10,000 Pyramid. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was called. There's Password. Which I don't really remember. Yeah, there was I, the twenty thousand dollar pyramid. Oh uh, yeah, that's one. That's Name that bucks. tune, of course. The dating game, the Gong Show. Yeah. <laughs> the dating game. I'm not. Uh, not finding it. Celebrity that? sweepstakes. Wait, so let, was what? it celebrity sweepstakes? Maybe. No. I really can't remember the name of the show. But it was funny because they had that flamboyant gay dude. Yeah, with the big mustache. Yeah, that's the guy Riley something. C. Riley or Riley. Right. Oh, dude, can't remember his name. That was hilarious. I wish I knew <laughs> what it was. <laughs> See, if we had, if we were professionals, which of course we are not. No, we're not. Uh, been well established. Um, but if we were professionals and this was a professional podcast, which of course it is not, we would have a production assistant like online right now. Yeah. You know, Googling this stuff and being like, it, would, it was the newlywed game. Right. Right. New, newlywed game. Yeah. 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 Game shows aren't what they used to be. No. I now, mean, now they have Snoop Dogg on Joker's Wild. Right. See that? Right. Yeah. It's called, it's not called Joker's Wild, is it? Or it is? It's called Pimp's Wild. That's, mm. Gangster's Wild. Yeah. G, G, yeah. The OG I, Wild. I, I saw it the other day, kind of just like by, by accident. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Was he not all smoked up? Well, it. I'm saying it's terrible because it's not that show. Like, like Snoop can't be Snoop. Yeah, he can't. He can't fully be Snoop, but it's Snoop can't be scripted. He he can't be scripted. Yeah, right. That's the problem. Right. You know. Yeah, it's too much of a box for him. Too they're much. Putting, yeah, they're putting him in a box. They yeah. got to put him in a hot box. <laughs> right. It's fantastic in a hot box. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's too scripted, and it's too like. I just hate like when the the contestants are just so like so phony and just you want it to be want it to be real. You want you want the, the contestants to be real, to act real, you know? Right. Well you better watch Jeopardy then. Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Yeah, they're, they're the, the guests they're pretty real. I was on a game show. Yeah, which one? Price is right? The Family Feud. You were on the Family Feud with Richard Dawson. No. I was on, okay, it was when they made it. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Are you telling me your dad was on Family Feud? No, he was not. Oh, wow. Okay. That that would have been the best. By the way, that would have been the best. I know. And I would have wanted to go watch it right now. Yeah. (laughs) So, tell me the story. Okay. This was after the Family Feud kind of came back on the air. Mm -hmm. And the host was that guy, remember Tool Time? Yeah. And uh, the main actor was 
what's his name? Freaking! It, it was it wasn't the main actor. It was his sidekick, the guy with the beard. Yeah, the yeah, chubby, right. the chubby white guy with the, with the beard shirt. with the plaid shirt with the plaid shirt. Right, that guy was the host. I don't I know. Remember, his name. I remember for a minute. I don't know his yeah, name. Yeah, I don't yeah, know who yeah, he was. Yeah. No, I know exactly who you're talking about, though. So he was the host for a minute mm-hmm, on that show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, one day my uh, I guess my sister mm-hmm. like said, "Hey, you know, you guys want to go on the Family Feud? Like, let's let's try it." I was, I was like. Yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. So my it was my sister and her, and her sister-in-law and my wife, myself and my brother. Right? I think that's that's all of us. And poor uh, dad, your poor dad. <laughs> I can't believe America missed out on the opportunity to meet your dad. That's a tragedy for our nation. That's a national tragedy. I know. My dad would have been the best on there. What 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 is this? What? <laughs> oh my God! He wouldn't have answered one question. He he would have been he would have been asking questions. He would have been a classic guest oh, yeah. that goes down in in history as you know. But my dad yeah. was on the Gong Show. Shut up! I'm not kidding. Did he get gonged? No. This is actually a better story than my story. My dad in the 70s yeah. used to manage a Mexican three piece band. Okay. Right, and they played Norteñas. Okay, that's like the guy with the accordion, right? You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the guitar, yeah, right, whatever. So, like, no anyway, way. Are these your uncles or your cousins? No, oh, no, no, yeah, no. It's a different, it's different things. Okay. Just the band. Got it. Got it. My okay. dad was. And how old was your dad at this point? It was in the seventies, so I was just born. I was young. So. Okay, so was he a painter too at this time, or was he doing no, this? No, like- my dad. No, he was. He was like at the time. He was like. What was he doing? Oh, okay. So he used to sell records. Yeah. He used to work for this uh, Latino record company. Okay. And back in those days, they had to physically distribute the albums, the LPs, right? Sure. To grocery stores and markets. Yeah. Because back then, all the Latino music, you couldn't buy it at, there was no Tower Records or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So they went into the hood. Sure. Or into the supermarket or wherever and had to deliver. Records. Right there. And so my dad yeah. had a van. Right. Right. Entire catalog of albums sure. in the van sure. from the record company he worked for. And he would his area was from like This is fantastic. By the way, I you know I love your dad. Yeah. Okay. And and I you know, I have so so I, your dad to me is just one of those like classic human beings. And and this just makes me love him that much more because it's like just like so many dimensions and in layers to this guy. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But we're gonna bring him on, on the show. We one day. definitely have he, to have your dad here, on the so. show. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, so he used to work for this company and a uh, record company. His area was from like it was like out, like Los Angeles all the way up to like Modesto or something. Wow, that's a big, you know, that's a big Bakersfield region, yeah, or right. something. So right. So he would have to drive all to all these all these accounts, you know. Sure. And I mean, could you imagine back? You know, back in the day, you had to carry these LPs into the store, right? Yeah, I mean, it's manual labor. Manual really, labor. Yeah. And the things he would tell me, like you know, for example, in the middle of summer, the freaking LPs would warp mm-hmm. in the back of the van. <laughs> sure. But there was no way else to to distribute all of these albums except this is so this is before Spotify. This is this is, this is a little bit before Spotify came okay. out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so he used to do that. So as as a part of doing that, he got to meet a lot of a lot of bands mm-hmm. and 
also my uncles were musicians and all this kind of stuff. But one way or another, my dad somehow just linked up with with somebody <laughs> and basically convinced them that he could manage. To- Fantastic. I have no <laughs> doubt that your dad could convince <laughs> You know, could sell ice to Eskimos. You know what I mean? Like your dad is the man. I, I don't know how the hell he thought that he could manage. <laughs> Fantastic, manage a, a group, but so you know they they were on board. But he did, yes. But he did, and he did it for several years. So this opportunity came up for his band that he was managing. Okay, mm-hmm. they were called Los Hermanos Ortiz. Okay, the Ortiz brothers. Right, right, and there were these chubby like mexican guys you know thick mustache like you know totally like the stereotypical mexican band right and so he he gets opportunity to bring them on to the gong show and uh he took them to the, (laughs) the gong show and they sang in spanish on the gong show with the band you know and at the time it was actually groundbreaking because there had never been a Spanish act like on, you know, mainstream television on a show like that, like ever before. Your dad was a pioneer. That's a, pioneer. a cultural <laughs> pioneer. Breaking barriers. Break- <laughs> he was like the P. Diddy of Mexican music <laughs> in the 70s here in Los Angeles. <laughs> wow. So I think they had him on as a joke, but they freaking won. They didn't get gonged. They literally, the guys were laughing their asses off so much on the side that they never gonged them. You know, they just run out of time because it was just so hilarious having these guys, you know. And it was funny because the funny thing was the band was actually performing, you know, their hearts out. They were like actually like thinking they were the shit. And it was just so hilarious to to, to the judges that they never got gonged. Dude, this is on YouTube somewhere. Well, that's the thing. We have to find this. We have this. to find it. And I have not been able to what find it. Was was The gong show was on ABC, right? The gong show was on, no. I don't know what it was on. I thought it was like. Channel. Might have been CBS. Maybe. I, I don't remember. Okay. Honest, well, but well, we, <laughs> we, just, we, we have, have to, to find it. this footage. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I remember watching it when it, you know, when it happened, but. You know, I was a kid. I don't. I didn't think twice about it. So <laughs> my dad brought it up later again. I was like, "Oh man, that's right. You were on the show," and you know, they won. And they, my dad ran on stage, and the balloons came down, and all that shit. And they they won money. And <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's somewhere out there in the archives. Somewhere we got to find it. That would be the best. <laughs> that is hilarious, bro. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> So what happened then after they won the show? They don't get gong. They win. Yeah. They get money. I forgot how much they won. They won like five grand or something. I don't know. But that was it. You don't go on to the next round or that was it. Right. It was, yeah, it's you're a, doing it, a one and done. You won and you're done and you go home and you like party and you have fun. So within how much longer? So the band must have loved your dad. At some point, I want to know like exactly how how they got on the gong show. Now, you know, living in LA, yeah. right, you have access to these things in right. a way that I think it was through the, if I remember correctly, I think it was the label. Sure. That, that makes sense. Yeah. That they were on. Hooked it up somehow. It was the same label that my dad's record company, you know, distributed. Right. right? Got it. Right. Sure. So, they were the distributor of this label. And by the way, back then, and my dad tells me all these stories, but the guys who ran these record labels, mm-hmm. you know, 
we're shady as fuck. Oh, shady as fuck. Okay. Yeah. And the Mexican guys. By the way, I think I bought the domain shadyasfuck.com. I just remembered that. It's Go. good. It's going to have. The guys that would run the, the Latino record labels were even shadier. Nice. Right? <laughs> I, here's the thing, dude. I don't mind shady people. You right. know what you're getting. They just want to do a deal. Yeah. You know, and that's it. There's no, there's very few games with the shady fucks. And the thing was because all the acts, all the bands yeah. were south of the border. Sure. So there was all kinds of craziness happening, you know, when they, like my dad told me, you know, when they used to bring major, major superstars from Mexico, mm -hmm. my dad was the one that picked them up from the airport, sure. right? Yeah. And took them to the, the venue, what have you, you right. know? Right. And, you know, you could imagine back in the seventies, these, these like record label owners, you know, coked out of their sure. fucking minds oh, yeah. and who knows what else yeah. they're up yeah. to and doing. But, you know, <laughs> he just tells me all these stories about like just all the crookedness happening back sure. and forth, sure. you know? So somehow through all that network, yeah, you know, there was opportunities. Right. And so my dad was like, he was one seizing opportunities. He was, he was one not to pass up an opportunity when I it was presented. It. Oh my god! So he would, uh, yeah, he would do it. That's fantastic. You know, the thing about my dad is that he he's not afraid to try anything. You know? Oh no like, way! No. So what if <laughs> if he's not supposed to be able to do it, or he'll figure out right. a way to do it? Right. You know, right. he, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, know. You know and that's part of the. <laughs> <laughs> that's i think just his mentality growing up was you know he was the youngest i think he had what five sisters and he's the youngest oh sure right. and he's a male right sure that and yeah. his father died at three years old oh wow right so yeah. i know I, I knew that but i'd forgotten that so he's yeah, like the man right. of the house sure yeah at like two right. years old right or whatever right three years old right so he grew up like that so he would give a shit so gong shows nothing, nothing man nothing <laughs> <laughs> got this on lock you know but the thing is I, I wanted to find this footage because you know it's one of it's and i used to love the gong show i used to watch it all the time i'm know? hoping we can find it so that we can post it on our oh, social feed so that to. our listeners can, can understand watch. Yeah. they have to understand it's what the show so was. rich you know people who've never seen it it was one of those shows where the judges are not laughing with you you know right they're, they're laughing, laughing at, at you. you yeah and you're laughing with them right. because it was classic, yeah. you know? As I understand it, yeah. if they haven't already, they are bringing the gong show back. Yeah, they are bringing it back, but... I don't know if it's going to be any good, but... And, story to that, mm. <laughs> my brother tried out for the new gong show. Yeah. <laughs> As an MC? Like... As a, he's a drumming rapper. Oh, my God. And so, I don't know how far he went. I, I don't know. But yeah. I think he made, like, the first cut. But I don't think. The drumming. Well, that's pretty impressive uh, ability. Uh, you know, regardless. he should have yeah. talked to my dad. My dad would have brought, would have got him on the show. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. But see, the thing is, like, the, the beauty of I think, those I think shows. I'm gonna, I think you just giving me a new idea. Yeah. Like, like, the only person that we need to hire to help us promote this podcast is your dad. <laughs> like, he's going to be the head of our publicity and promotion <laughs> yeah he's gonna drive door to door <laughs> that's right he will drive yeah. door to door yeah standing there with a cigarette <laughs> yeah hey talking chat 
I was going to talk Chet. Uh, Chet, right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I used to love the gong show. I did too. Dancing I mean, Barry. You remember Dancing Barry? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it did look. I mean, there was... Okay. I don't mean to get serious about this. I don't... You know, because I, I what I was about to say was like the 70s were the best. But of course, they weren't at all the best, right? right. I mean, you know, certain aspects of life at the time seemed fun. But I mean, I was in my... You know, I was what seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So what do I know, yeah. right? I mean, everything's right. great, you know. But I, you know, somebody there's a certain nostalgia, right, that comes with your youth or when you're looking back on things or whatever. And not to get too serious, but obviously we're living in very divisive political times, right? Right. And so last night I started watching on Netflix Ken Burns' documentary series on the Vietnam War. Okay. Okay. And I just got the first episode, there's like, I don't know, seven or eight episodes in the first one's like an hour and a half. They're all, you know, it's pretty like eight or nine hours worth of programming at least. Yeah. And I just watched the first half of episode one about the Vietnam War and was reminded in just some watching, first of all, I rec- highly recommend just watching the first 45 minutes of this episode yeah. to anyone listening to this to watch this thing. but. The reality is, if we think this time is bad or divisive in this country, I actually think that that the Vietnam War era is an example of 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 a time when it was actually much worse. I think and so. it's certainly as bad, mm-hmm. if not worse. Yeah. And it just gave me a little bit of hope. Yeah. You know, like and a reminder of like, you know what? Yeah, this is bad right now, but it's been bad before. And, you know, things, you know, I don't know. You just got to check it out. But right. regardless, the 70s, if for no other reason, the free sex, the free sex, <laughs> the not worrying about condoms, not worrying about <laughs> STDs. That's something to get nostalgic about. Except I was four years old in the 70s. Oh, you weren't fucking when you were four? <laughs> I thought you were, I thought you were, you know. Early bloomer, yeah. Early bloomer. The seventies were so crazy. You're absolutely right. You know, you mentioned the music biz and and you know the crazy it was and the drugs and stuff. So in Chicago, where I'm from, Chicagoland area, when I was living in downtown Chicago, my buddy who was a musician, do you remember the song "The Curly Shuffle"? Do the Curly Shuffle? Hey, okay. Well, my buddy wrote that. Oh wow. Okay. (laughs) Dave Roberts, he and his brother. Okay. Well, Dave's- One Hit Wonder? Yeah. Well, definitely One Hit Wonder. But I mean, Dave, he's just this super creative, fun guy. He's a piano player primarily. But, you know, he and his brother wrote this song and that was, you know, they had a minute and that was good. But Dave, who's hilarious, obviously, his wife Mm -hmm. was friends, best friends with this woman, Lisa Ludwig. Now, Lisa's dad, Mr. Ludwig- was the founder and creator of Ludwig Drums. No. Okay. Yeah. And so I w- heard the story about how in the 70s, when Ludwig would have these parties for these rock stars, you oh, know, yeah. they would have these silver platters, of course, <laughs> yeah. filled with cocaine. Of course. But that's not the best part. No. The best part is the pile of Coke yeah. was embossed <laughs> with the Ludwig logo. <laughs> There's got to be photos of that somewhere. Oh, my God. Like, how fantastic would that be? Yeah. I mean, it almost makes me want to do Coke. I mean, that's incredible. 
not real art embossed Wait, on, embossed on, on coke on, on, i mean by the way that's a real art piece right there <laughs> that's our next show it's our next party it's our next party <laughs> not real art club there you go that's what we need we just need piles of coke the problem is like what is the white powder people can go like this and it's you know well it's cocaine like, you know, okay why not <laughs> wow well your dad is you know <laughs> A crazy, hilarious, iconoclastic guy. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, I should probably say, like, every show do a different story about him because <laughs> he could have his own segment. Yeah, he, he could have his own show, the Mister Polly segment. And Mr. you know, Poli. the thing is, you know, we're gonna have him on here, but he's probably horrible at telling his own stories. Oh, absolutely. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Number one, he'll just start laughing, like uncontrollably <laughs> yeah, right. laughing sure. and trying to speak while he's laughing. Sure, so you sure. don't understand what the no, hell he's right. saying. Sure. Yeah. But it's so hilarious that you start laughing too. Yeah. And he thinks you're laughing because it's such a funny joke what he's telling you. But in reality, you don't know what the fuck he's talking right. about. And it's just funny. And it's, it's just funny. Yeah, uh, just caught up in the hilarity of it. So it'll be funny. But our listeners won't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> we'll have to translate it. We'll have to translate it later. Oh, my but, gosh. Uh, you know, he just has uh, just a long, long list of hilarious, you know, I mean, epic. You know, people use the word a lot, epic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an overused it's word. It's overused. Yeah. Yep. Well, if my dad says. In the truest sense of the word. In the truest sense yeah, of the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. My dad has done some very yeah. epic right. things. Right. <laughs> so, in terms of segments, right? And, yeah. you, you know, you mentioned. Obviously, you're having a Mr. Poli segment, which, you know, I totally support. And, you know, in this uh, story, you know, we sort of alluded to lots of, you know, kind of illegal behavior. You know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, music industry criminals or, you know, drug dealers or whatever, right? Yeah. So, I don't know what books you're reading right now, but I discovered a book the other day. Yeah. And I'm going to start reading it. I think that we need to... Have a consider having a book segment, a book on, club, uh, of, uh, <laughs> a not real art book club, or yeah. whatever, not real book, <laughs> not club. real book club, and uh, you know we talk about what it is, and I have my book picked okay. out, okay, written by Howard S. Long, and it's <laughs> how to collect illegal debts. Okay. okay, so the podcast, yeah. is you know we want to add value, we want to we want to help our listeners, you know, achieve and and succeed and be better in their business, be better in their lives. And I'm thinking this book yeah. could be very helpful to our listeners and, and may, you know, and even, well, by the way, don't tell anybody, but I got people owe me money. Okay. <laughs> they owe me money and I got to collect. You got to collect. So, yeah. How do you do I it? I mean, well, that's the, I mean, I don't want to break legs, but I'm like, you know yeah. what? I don't know what's, you know, like the breaking legs is an option. Yeah. But maybe Harold knows more than I do. Harold S. Long, author of How to Collect Illegal Debts. Wow. So I got this book. Yeah. And I'm going to start reading it. Read it. it. And I think that uh, we can talk about it even. So get this. So the contents of this book, so chapter one, the system, Mm. discusses introductory impressions, clients, and subject relationships and methodologies in collecting. Okay. Number two, (laughs) typing a subject. Discusses personalities of subjects and types of debts and how they are accrued. Okay. <laughs> Number three, vulnerabilities of a subject. Brief discussion on how to determine a subject's weakness 
to apply as leverage to secure payment of debts. I like that one. Number four. It's better. Fear as a weapon. Discussing the integrity of fear as a tool in manipulating subjects. By the way, I just love the fact that we're talking about human beings as subjects. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like totally dehumanizing them. Sure. Right. We're not, you know. Well, you're trying to collect a debt. So, well, that's right. You, 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 come you, on. Number five, level two conditioning. Discuss the second stage of force and manipulation of subjects not cooperating with collection efforts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number six, level three conditioning. Shit's getting tougher. Discusses the third and final stage of conditioning force in the collection process. Oh, wow. And chapter seven, conclusion, brief review of authorities in the collection process. So, you know, I think think we're going to learn a lot. Sounds very interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to post this book also on our social feed. Yeah. So people can see that this is a real thing. Right. And then they can actually probably buy it themselves. It was it was apparently printed in 1990 by Lumpanics Unlimited in Port Townsend, Washington. Yeah. And it looks like a simple read. It's a, yeah, it's not a thick book. Yeah. yeah unfortunately, it doesn't have any pictures. Like I would have... You know, I, I you know, some graphic images seemed uh, like would have been it's illegal deaths going on, you know, buddy. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, another book <laughs> that I wanted to share with you, which is kind of interesting. So, um, you know that from time to time I uh, volunteer uh, in Haiti. Yeah. Right. Right. And uh, there is a uh, NGO down there that delivers medical care to rural Haitians, and a friend of mine, you know. Involved, it started the organization. I go down and help them. Right. Well, of course, every time I go down there, I'm always meeting, you know, interesting people, doctors, nurses that go down there to, you know, volunteer and help. Well, I went in uh, last in January, right? And on that particular trip, there was a doc named Brian, Brian Kloss. Okay. Now, Brian was from Jersey. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he uh, was a, a ER physician in upper state New York. He's a professor. He teaches uh, about infectious diseases at the university up there in upper state New York. And Brian is a total fuck character. Okay. Brian is, um, I'm 48. I think Brian's, you know, late thirties or something. He looks like a young Kojak. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, totally, you know, Chrome dome, you know, dude, Italian, He's built so that the millennials understand what a young Kojak is. He looks like Telly Savalas. <laughs> he, he looks like a Telly Savalas. He looks like a Pitbull. Pitbull. Right. Or Mr. Clean. Or Mr. Clean. Right. <laughs> so Brian is a he's Italian. He's from New Jersey. And he's a doc. Okay. Okay. Smart guy. Total character. Smart guy. Okay. But guess what? Also happens to be a real like comic book geek, art geek, way into pop culture, way mm-hmm. into art. And but because he's also a teacher teaching infectious diseases yeah. and what have you, what would typically be kind of, you know, maybe I don't want to say boring. If you're studying it, you're probably interested in it. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like the textbooks and the yeah. things that go along with teaching. Pretty dry. Pretty dry stuff, right? But He's just a big fan of art. And so a buddy of his, who's named Travis Bruce, is this killer artist, right? So like you were the first artist to put graffiti, as we know, uh, as we think, it's a good chance you're the first artist to put graffiti art in a children's book. 
this phys- doc, you know Brian, Doc Brian, Doc Kloss is probably one of the first physicians to ever put like comic book art into a medical oh wow academic book right sounds cool and he just wrote this book and published this book called the graphic guide to infectious disease oh wow okay and if our readers know anything here i want to toss this to you if if our readers know anything about robert crumb yeah there it is like the aesthetic of this art in this book is very much in the spirit of, of robert crumb right oh you know what this is perfect isn't that great yeah and you know, hold on, because the other day I'm driving down the street, going to my studio, and there's a big ass billboard. You know, is it AHLA or something? Right. No. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Anyways, I've seen those billboards. They, they have those yeah. billboards, right? Right. And there's a big giant billboard, and it says gonorrhea. Yes, and it's got that shocking image <laughs> of like this bacteria. Yeah. That apparently now is like condom resistant or something, you know? Right. You see that, right? (laughs) Right. And so my son is like, what the hell is gonorrhea? Oh, wow. And you know what? It's a good sign he doesn't have it. it. It's right here. By the way. I found it. You have to, we have to break it down for him. It's freaking gonorrhea. And you know what? When he asked me, I didn't know what to answer. Right. I didn't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I, I just like, knew it was like, uh, just don't yeah, get that shit. Yeah, yeah. Just but, yeah, wear a condom, buddy. But, but what is it? Right. Like, how do I explain it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so here well, is Well, it's this, like you're pissing fire when you pee. And so in this book- Not that I know. Graphic Guide to Infectious Disease, gonorrhea is right here. And there's a picture, and it looks like Gone with the Wind. Yes, yes. See? You know? Yeah. And there's fucking, uh, what's his name? The Charlton Heston, not Charlton no, Heston. No, no. Um, uh, the other dude, Gone with the Wind uh, guy. Oh, Jesus. Can't believe I'm forgetting this thing. I got it wrong. And, and That guy. That guy. And he's holding Scarlett. Oh, what's her name? Scarlett, right? Scarlett Johansson. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that famous Scarlett scene, O'Hara. Scarlett O'Hara. And instead of saying Gone with the Wind, it says Gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and it's burning in the back instead of that. Right. See? It's it's, yeah. it's brilliant. It brilliant, says, right? It says, burns like fire upon urination. And then it says, uh, aseptic arthritis, gonococcal pharyngitis. It's in the mouth. Easy for you to say. And then it says, known to most of you as the clap. <laughs> it's, got, it's, it's, got a, it's got a syringe. Yeah. And the guy's clapping. <laughs> Isn't that great? Dude, this is awesome. Isn't that great? Is it? I mean, think about. I mean, you think about how difficult it was to illustrate a children's book. Oh, yeah, that book is like three hundred pages. Oh yeah, no, this is brilliant. And so Brian is just a character, and because on one side is the the medical, the medical version, right. the that's medical, right. yeah. and on the other side is the illustrated. Yeah. yeah. So even I can read it. That's that's right. Brilliant. I love it. Yeah, I think you know Brian. Uh, he may be coming to LA soon. I would love <laughs> to have him and Travis on the show. What they've done is just amazing. <laughs> and uh, our listeners will get a kick out of it, not because they want to read it, but just because the art is fantastic. Do you know what Don of Honest is, is? I don't. I had no idea, but there's a picture. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, it's something on your smartphone. It's apparently something on your smartphone that says danger and it has something on your on your penis. Ah, And it says, is that you, Congressman? Call me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know, man. <laughs> this is amazing. It's out there, right? It's out there. And you know, and and it's that's published by a serious publisher. I mean, like that—that's oh, yeah, no joke. That book's yeah. a serious book. It's, it's great. Gene, I give, I give it a thumbs up. I did okay. Two, so two thumbs up. <laughs> two because thumbs I gave up. it a thumbs up. You give it a thumbs up. Yeah, dude. There's a digital version, enhanced digital version included. Oh my goodness! All like, right, we got to download well. that and check it out. But I just I thought that uh, that's just a good yet again another example of right. how art. Is being used in innovative, novel ways to Absolutely. to communicate, to educate. You know, well, yeah. So, give it up to this guy's graphic guide to infectious disease, Brian Klaus and Travis Bruce. Shout out to Brian and Travis. Shout out, they did something good here. Yeah, fun. Yeah. So, <laughs> just thought I would. Uh, well, thank you for enlightening me. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, well, I'm trying to cover you on both hands. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to make sure that when it comes to illegal debts, we're able to get our money. Right. And when it comes to, you know, gonorrhea, we're able to protect ourselves. Yeah. What else? No. I don't know where my wife's been. I got to protect myself. Yeah. You, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I don't know, man. Anyway. Pleasure hanging out with you, brother. Yeah, man. We'll do it again. We'll do it again real soon. Yep. Have a good one. Peace. Late.